0: Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.
3: And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. Uh, My name is Rob McConnell. You're listening to the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, and Europe, and the rest of the world on TalkstarRadio.com streaming audio. My producer is my good buddy, Superman. He is at Master Control, and he is the gentleman responsible for putting us up on those three satellites so that you, the XO Nation, no matter where you are, can listen to this show. My guest this hour is James Gilliland, and uh, after a near-death experience brought about by drowning, James could no longer continue business as usual. His eyes were fully opened, and he saw the lack of love and joy in his life and his work. Success through material acquisition, the American dream in quotations, was now seen for its emptiness, He realized that the temporary joy and pleasure possessions and outer appearances brought were not the goal and began his own inward journey. After experiencing the pure conditional love and joy bliss of connecting directly to the source during his near-death experience, all that mattered was to reconnect and maintain that contact. This began a spiritual journey and 20-year quest which included 6 years of yoga the inner christ ministry and the tibetan foundation where he was certified as being an intuitive visionary of the highest consciousness and energy he has studied with other yogis lamas master teachers and continuously had been taught and continually has been taught from within through his extensive practicing of meditation he is a teacher spiritual counselor energetic healer and published author becoming god's one and two which can be uh, sent upon request. He has recently been honored by a uh, venerated teacher in the Lama traditions as, boy, here we go, Rizding Norbu, which translates uh, means jewel of pure awareness. After his near-death experience, uh, James received the gift, uh, gift of interdimensional mind and the ability to transfer powerful consciousness and energy to others, helping them in their own awakening and healing process. He is a published author. Master teacher and energetic te- healer. His over 20 years of experiencing, as I said, included uh, six years of yoga teaching of the Inner Christ Ministry and Tibetan Foundation, where he was certified as a conscious channel of the highest consciousness and energy. And uh, joining us now is James Gilliland. And hi, James. How are you? Long time no talk. I hope you're well.
2: Oh, doing well. So I'm working, what... working on healing myself right now. <laughs> oh,
3: is that like Doctor Heal Thyself?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, when you get in this business for a long time, you know, it starts kind of creeping up on you, and then you just have to take a sabbatical and just, you know, pull away for a little while and, and take care of your own business.
3: Yeah, I, I, you know, like it's people uh, like yourself that I've talked to over the years say, what you have to do sometimes is just unplug. Exactly. Because it, it 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 is a drain because you're you're always working with people you're always using your energy to help them that your batteries wear down.
2: Yeah, they do. After a while, it seems like there's always some residual. No matter when you work with that many people, there's always like a residual energy that you carry, and then you have to, you know, do your own time, downtime, and and uh, you know, ferret that out and clear it out of your own system.
3: James, a uh, quick question before we go to our two-minute commercial break. Have you seen an increase in spirituality and inner consciousness in the last five years?
2: I think there's been a phenomenal increase. Yeah. The uh, veils are getting very thin right now. And, and You know, with all the shadow people and the orbs and all these other things that people are experiencing, that's all part of this awakening and healing process that we're undergoing right now. And uh, people have different names for it. They call it the shift, the quickening. But definitely we're going through a frequency shift, and and the veils between worlds are getting very thin right now.
3: Let's talk more about this when we come back in uh, two minutes. James Gilliland is our very special guest, and uh, James' website is www.eceti.org. And uh, James and I will be back after this two-minute commercial break as we continue live and around the world right here on the Talkstar Radio Network from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Two minutes. We'll be back.
2: Climb a mountain Some men swim the sea Some men fly above
1: the sky They are what they must be
2: But baby, the rain must fall Baby, the wind must blow Wherever my heart leads
3: Welcome back, everyone. Don't forget the X Zone Book Club will be starting very soon. uh, Later on this weekend and uh, up until the middle of next week, we'll be working on that website and we will tell you when it is up and running. Uh, The first book uh, that we've decided for the uh, opening of the book club is Color Me Butterfly by L.Y. Marlowe. And the book is available on Amazon.com and available at all major bookstores. And if you'd like to uh, visit the website, it's www.colormebutterfly.com. James Gilliland is our special guest. And James, uh, before we went to the break, we were briefly talking about the spiritual revolution that we have going on. And you were talking about more people are seeing the shadow people and orbs. And what is the connection here, James?
2: You know, we've done uh, a lot of research on, on orbs, and I work a lot with... Do you know who Michal Ledwith is? He actually wrote a book on, mm-hmm. on orbs, and they have a new movie called Orbs, The Veil is Lifting, and I'm one of the key people in that movie as well. But uh, they're actually light beings, and a lot of times people don't realize when you leave this body, you actually pop out through the crown of the light sphere, and, uh, you know, you go have your review and all these It depends on your level of evolution when you leave the body. But uh, what I've seen with these, these light spheres, we've been taking pictures of every color, uh, everything imaginable, you know, ornate patterns in these uh, these spheres, and we're, we're also getting interaction with them. So uh, a good one is I was out in the field, and there's just wall-to-wall light spheres all around us. And so I picked up... Uh, you know, those dandelion puff balls, and I put it on the back of my head, you know, and I said, here's my orb antenna. So <laughs> this one one orb just comes right over my face with this antenna sticking up. And then so I pulled two up, and I stuck them in my head, and I said, I said this is my Mickey, my uh, Martian, you know, my Mickey Mouse Martian uh, antenna or whatever.
3: Well, you could have and, just said, nano, nano.
2: Yeah, and another one appeared right above my head, and it had two little ears on it two little orbs on each side exactly where I was holding the other two and mimicked exactly what we're doing. So so
3: they were communicating with you.
2: Oh, definitely. They definitely communicate. If you get quiet and listen, you know, they have a consciousness and you can attune to them and actually receive messages. A lot of times that's why they're there.
3: Now, J- James, where do they come from? What is their mission?
2: Well, what I found out is that it's not just one thing. It's like Almost everything we're experiencing, everybody wants to pigeonhole. You know, it's like the UFO thing. Everybody thinks it's this or that. But the orbs, uh, there's so many aspects to them. Some are just nature spirits. Some are discarnate animals. Some are discarnate humans. We've seen grand master faces appear in these orbs. And uh, some of them are off-worlders as well. They're extremely advanced beings that just don't have a body, you might say.
3: Are they interdimensional? Oh, where do they where do they go when we're not seeing them? Um,
2: They're okay. just outside of this dimension. A lot of them are in the infrared or the ultraviolet range, and uh, that's where we're getting them on cameras. You know, a lot of your digitals will pick up more of the light spectrum than your eyes can see, and mm-hmm. so the digital cameras will catch them. And uh, you know, a lot of people are trying to debunk these, saying, "Oh, I threw up sand, or I threw up flour." or things like that but you know the problem is we're getting these you know down in basements we're seeing them half in and out
0: great news for a limited time you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile Service that's right one month free with any new line this exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores so stop by today our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill don't miss out on this incredible offer come see us at Market at Hilliard Taylor Square taylor square and waterloo crossing spectrum internet and auto pay required restrictions apply visit store for details
2: of uh, you know iron beams coming through cement walls they seem to be you know they can move through anything and uh, there's before and after where there's nothing and nobody's moved and you take another shot when you invoke them and they're just everywhere so they, they would have to be you know if it was water spots it have to be on on the next frame. You know, you wouldn't have one frame with nothing mm-hmm. and the next frame with just wall-to-wall orbs. So they, they do interact with people.
3: Now, is, the, is there any special atmospheric condition that um, makes viewing orbs more uh, plentiful than at other times?
2: You know, I've seen... I think it's more of a, of a spiritual atmosphere or the consciousness of the group is, is what I've seen. We've, we've had kids come out, and, you know, they didn't really believe in it. And once we said, okay, go out, stand in the field, and just focus on love and joy and bliss and send it out and and invite them in. And so they did, and we took a picture of them, and then we showed them the picture of all these orbs around them. And we did a before picture before they did anything, and there was nothing. And then we showed them the orbs. Then they get all excited, and they go back out in the field, and they get uh you know, real joyful and exciting, we take another picture and the whole field is wall-to-wall orbs, you know. So it has a lot to do with the consciousness involved. If, if you have somebody that's real negative or real skeptical, um, they're real down or they can actually kill the energy. And, and I've seen people clear a field just with their energies because they're they're really coming from an ego or, or too much negative negativity, you might say.
3: James, is there a connection between orbs and crop circles?
2: There is, in a sense, that the crop circles are actually created by ships. Those are, those are by some extremely advanced ultra-dimensional beings. And they actually send a light sphere down, which is more like a probe. And in it is programmed, that the circle is actually programmed into the light sphere. And you'll see them come down, and they move really fast over the, over the field, and then the crop circle just lays down immediately. And I've talked about this for years, and people go, oh, no, it's this, no, it's that. And then they finally got footage of that actually happening. There's footage of these light spheres moving over a field, and then the pattern just lays out almost immediately.
3: I was just talking to Keith Chester uh, prior to you coming on. Uh, he he wrote, He's written a book called um, Strange Company, Military Encounters with UFOs in WW2. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Foo Fighters. Yes. Is it possible and this is a long shot I was just thinking as you were talking about the orbs. Is it possible that the foo fighters, the round balls of light that were seen around uh, allied as well as enemy aircraft, could these be orbs?
2: No, those are actually craft that have powered up and what they've done is they've gone from it depends on which which kind of craft it is, but when they power up they go from a physical uh, Shipped to a non-physical reality, and they're more like a, a big energy ball, you might say, when they see them. Hmm. And uh, they don't really see when they're when they're powered up. They're pretty much invincible. There's not much you can do, you know, once they're powered up. It's, you can't really shoot a light down, you know. So
3: not really, no way.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they're they're flying in what a lot of them call creation. They're, it's almost like having a near-death experience, and they're flying in that energy field, you might say.
3: James, do you think that if you had not had your near death experience, you would be so uh, sensitive to the world that you deal in?
2: You know, when I was a child, I was extremely sensitive and very, pretty much telepathic. I could feel, you know, what people were thinking Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. My parents actually used me a lot of times when they had friends, if they're going into business dealings, they'd introduce me to them and I'd just tell them, I don't like this person. And sure enough, they ended up trying to screw him down the road. But um, what happened is I lost that ability when I when I started moving into social consciousness and trying to make my mark in the oh, world yeah. and you know through the regular school systems and everything. And and uh, that gets really beaten down or tampered down again. And then the near death experience brought me back to that inner sensitivity I had as a child. But it, it seemed to have even accelerated about you know fivefold even beyond what I had as a child.
3: When you had your near-death experience, did you have the uh, life review? Did you see the deity on the other side? Uh, can you tell us about it?
2: What happened with me is I had several when I was a child. I had bronchial pneumonia, and mm-hmm. I kept going in between worlds. And I had a being that was, that was dressed in blue, and she had electric blue eyes, just beautiful. And she came to me and appeared to me and would stroke my head and, and feed me this substance that was kind of this like ice cream, but it wasn't cold. And they told my parents I was going to die several times, and, and, and you know, this lady would appear to me and I'd be fine the next day. Uh, it was kind of strange. But uh, the uh, that was my first experience. And then the second one, when I drowned and had the drowning, I went through the tunnel that everybody talks about. And it's all... We just put out a, a brand new uh, movie that's theater quality. It's called Contact Has Begun with James Gillen and it has the whole death experience in there and just incredible special effects, exactly what happened to me in the experience. But I went through this tunnel very fast. I saw a lot of levels that I just blasted through and I think I was already prepared before I went. And I didn't stop for a light review. I ended up in this pure golden light that was pure consciousness and energy. And I was in the light, and part of the light, I was unique, yet I was one with the light at the same time. It's hard to explain, unique yet one. Mm-hmm. And I was having a conversation with this just incredibly loving, joyous, blissful consciousness and energy is all I can call it, that some would call God. You know, everybody has a different name for it. But, uh, it you know, it didn't have a form. It was just pure consciousness and energy you might say is like a golden white light that i was part of and i had a long conversation there with this with this consciousness and uh what was funny is the first thing i said was was how can i stay and there was a transmission came back to me and said it said i never told my children when to come or go that's free will and then I asked again, you know, how can I earn the right to stay? And it said, you know, you cannot earn what is given freely and unconditionally. And I, I went to a Catholic school when I was a young kid, and so I had to totally drop this program of, you know, this wrathful God. And, you know, with, with all these judgments and condemnations, I had to let go of that program. And then after that, uh, I, I was so blissed out and so grateful. I said, what can I do? How can I serve? And I just wanted to give something back. And uh, for a while there, there was no comment, and then finally it came back to me and said, what do you want to do? What brings you joy? And I said, you know, I'd really like to go back and teach people about the true nature of God and get rid of these old images, that fearful, you know, unworthy judging images that people, you know, have that keep them separate from God. And the last words I heard were, as you wish, and uh, and that's actually what I named my radio show, (laughs) it's called As You Wish Talk Radio, because... That was the last words I heard, and I was back in the body again, and somebody's pulling me up out of the water.
3: Unreal. Stand by, James. You and I have to take a commercial break with the news. James Gilliland is our special guest. www.eceti.org. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Zone on the Talkstar Radio Network. 1-877-528-8255 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
1: This is a really scary question. Is your home mortgage payment about to double? Did you get one of those teaser rate home mortgages several years ago? Is your short-term fixed-rate home mortgage loan getting ready to adjust automatically? Then, your friends in the money business, Prime Pacific Capital, say you do need to listen to this. Lending companies nationwide are rapidly changing their approval guidelines. Prime Pacific Capital is a nationwide broker that will work hard to get you into a solid long-term fixed-rate mortgage. Call Prime Pacific Capital for a free loan consultation before your loan converts to an adjustable rate and your payments double. Don't delay. We specialize in all credit grades. Pick up the phone today and call 1-866-464-1800. Talk to a Prime Pacific Capital Loan Specialist. Call 1-866-464-1800. 1-866-464-1800.
3: Are you questioning your future in the year 2008 and what lies ahead for you in matters of family, love, finance, employment, and travel? Do you have questions that have been haunting you and now you're seeking guidance and the answer to these questions from those on the other side? If you have said yes, then you need to call Premier Psychics right now. At Premier Psychics, talented, gifted, professional psychics will help you find the answers to the questions that you seek and help you on life's metaphysical journey. Call Premier Psychics now, toll free at 1-866-803-6593 or visit Premier Psychics online at www.premierpsychics.com. Know today what the future holds for you. Once again, call Premier Psychics toll-free at 1-866-803-6593 or visit Premier Psychics online at www.premierpsychics.com where the extra E in Premier stands for excellence. Hi, this is Eric Rawls of Cosmoverse.com and
2: you're listening to Rob McConnell in the Exxon.
1: Hi, this is Blade Runner, and you are listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell.
3: James Gilliland is our special guest. www.eceti.org. All right, James, how many different type of UFOs, or spirit communication, or orbs, or shadow people are people encountering, encountering all the time now, and why now? Why at this time in this planet's history is all this going on?
2: You know, it's my understanding that the consciousness in which you seek is the consciousness in which you connect. And a lot of people are focusing here or they're focusing there, and wherever they focus, they they have that experience, and that experience is being empowered greatly by this consciousness and energy that, you know, again, it just says, as you wish. That's all. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like whatever you seek, you're going to experience. And, you know, we magnetize people and events to us according to our consciousness, and, and that's why everybody's having these different experiences. They're experiencing the vibrational lifting differently, you know, according to each consciousness, you might say. So we are going through a major shift, you know, a, a major vibrational change, you might say, or a frequency shift. And people are going to experience it differently. Uh, is, you know, as far as the UFO field, I've seen, what I find really interesting is people are keeping it, you know, in the past or they're focusing on nuts and bolts and you know, that's less than 1% of the universe that we live in. There's another 99% out there. And when we develop ourselves spiritually, we can start having contact with some just outrageous beings that I would rather call them the greater family of man or, or a lot of our ancient ancestors that are returning, that are coming back right now for these times. But uh, everybody pigeonholes this for some reason into these little grays, you know, with black eyes or reptiles or or black projects, but that's just a very small piece of the puzzle.
3: Tell me, James, where are these? Where are our ancestors coming back from?
2: They're coming from several systems, and they're actually coming in from other dimensions as well. And sometimes they'll give us a system because it's the only reference point we have. You know, they'll say like Arcturus or whatever, because that's the area where they come from, but it's from a whole other dimension. So a lot of times we don't even have reference points. For these, but a lot of uh, people don't realize that the Earth was actually a colony. It was set up a long, long time ago, and it was colonized, and it's gone through some major upheavals and changes. And we've had to start over as primitives, and we lost that knowledge, that ancient wisdom. And you know, actually, we're starting to evolve back to where we once were. It, it's not a matter of. Uh, uh, we actually took a big fall in consciousness and in technology and wisdom, and now we're actually coming up to that same epic again where we're going to make a choice on whether we do ourselves in or, or we take a quantum leap in consciousness and evolve to the next level.
3: Is that what the true meaning of uh, the end of the mind calendar is?
2: I think there's uh, there's... So many different levels to that. It's tied in with the sun cycles, Mm -hmm. and we are going through a a solar cycle 24, which is going to be intense. Uh, That's going to be hitting here all the way up to 2012 and peak then. And so we're going to have some enormous uh, coronal mass ejections and sun flares hitting the planet. Um, You know, that's going to create a lot of Earth changes as well. So, so we're going to see a lot of shifts and changes on every level. As well as eventually I think it's gonna culminate into a dimensional shift where a lot of people will just, you know, make this major jump into a whole new world, you might say, or another dimension.
3: So when we're talking about the the earth changes that are coming up, and you know science is science is telling us that, you know, we're going through a cycle, that this is part of what we do every so often. Mm -hmm. Why now are people starting to Worry, and there's a lot of uh, doom and gloom people out there that are saying, All right, it's the end of the world, the apocalypse, uh, Armageddon. Why do we have to look at something that is natural as our spiritual progression to me is natural and always add a negative connotation to it?
2: It just depends how you look at it. You know, I see everybody as an eternal soul, and mm-hmm. we're just here for soul evolution. And some people are going to, you know, generate experiences that might, you know, take them out. And some people see that as a very negative thing. You know, I really don't because they are eternal souls and they'll they'll continue with their evolution. The, uh, uh, you know, there are things, there's there's two people, well, there's two things people fear the most and that's, you know, the unknown and change. And so automatically, you know, they don't know what's coming and they know there's going to be change.
3: I must be weird because I look forward to that.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're like me. I do too. Yeah, I, that that excites me. Yeah, it does me too. I'm excited about. It. I'm going to let her rip. You know. Oh my God, I'm not alone. Going.
3: I'm yeah. not alone. Thank you, thank you, James, for saying that. I was starting to worry there.
2: It's a good thing. What's underneath these changes is awesome. And once the Earth gets cleaned up mm-hmm. and and on another frequency, we're going to reunite with the rest of the universe. And it's worth sticking around for because it's just going to be an awesome event yeah. that we are going to have to prepare, you know, in between.
3: These are exciting times we're in.
2: Yeah, there's, there's an old saying, gods don't do boring things. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 I'm using the analogy these days where we, the human race on this planet, are to Mother Earth as a, as a disease is to a, um, a, a healthy body.
2: Yeah, the, the original intent for the Earth was to create an Eden, and for us to live in harmony with each other and nature, and evolve to our highest potential.
3: Boy, did we ever and, screw that up!
2: Yeah, and we got hijacked, you know, by several different groups. But uh, the original intent got hijacked, and then the Earth changes and cataclysms and everything kind mm-hmm. of put a damper on that program. But from my understanding, is that things are going to be reset here on a much deeper level, on an inner level, and there's going to be things, energies moving through the unified field. And we're actually on this reset program where we are going to be moving back to the original intent, and you'll see the things that can't align with that coming up to the surface and you know, becoming very transparent for everybody to see it on their way out.
3: It seems as if the... The building plan was set before us in early times, and we totally misconstrued what it meant, and we wrote it into different religions, different philosophies, and we never got the real message.
2: You know, it is sad. You know, there are universal truths within every religion, but Mm -hmm. it's sad over the years that religions and governments have divided so many people and caused so many great wars, and... You know, everybody's fighting over which image or which doctrine is the correct one. You know, and the bottom line is that we all came from the same source and we all yeah. return to the same source and we're all, we're all family down here and we need to, you know, get into maybe the quantum physics that's coming out that talks about this unified field where everything's connected and, and uh, you know, start dropping these old, you know, programs. And, you know, the, the higher beings are saying we have to release the path. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing right now. is is we have to dump the old programs, the old wounds and traumas.
3: What we have to do is go back to our childhood and be like kids in in a playground. You go to a playground, any playground in any part of this beautiful world of ours, and you watch children. They get into little tiffs, they get it off their chest, and they're the best buddies in the world.
2: You know, we, a lot of a lot of you, know, you go to a playground and you'll see every kid, every color, every race, you know, every belief that's right. playing in harmony with each other, and then we pull them off the playground and we jam them into these institutions, <sighs> and, and then all of a sudden they find out that you know that they can't play with little Johnny because he's another color or another religion or, or and then they get all this negative programming.
3: Well, you know, I was truly blessed as a child. Um, my mom and dad. Uh, You know, we lived in a a part of Montreal that was a melting pot of of every ethnic origin you could imagine. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you something. uh, This is where I spent my formative years, growing up with these different uh, ethnic groups, these different religions. And this was part of life you know you 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 celebrated the jewish holidays you 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 partake you you partook in in the italian celebrations you you know you celebrated with your greek friends and your french canadian friends and your irish friends your polish friends your ukrainian friends and this was part of life there was no such thing back then as 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 you know ethnic differences or religious differences these were friends and and you respected them and they respected you
2: you know the diversity is necessary for soul evolution and nobody knows whether what another soul needs for evolution so we need this diversity we can honor the diversity but still stick to the basics Certainly. you know brother sister love and freedom for all you know and and uh you know just get the basics down and then if you want to go study religion try yeah. that but I always tell people, let's really work on being a decent human being first, and then then we can go play with the other, you know, curriculum.
3: Sure, because what one person does in their lifetime affects not only their lifetime, but everyone else's lifetime, and this has a ripple effect throughout the universe.
2: Oh, it's definitely... I think that's why a lot of these other beings are here right now, the, a lot of the Pleiadian beings and the Orion Council of Light that's coming in right now, and mm-hmm. the Arcturians and all these guys are coming in right now because... You know, there's a big ripple here. There's a real distortion in the forest, and we're it. And, That's right. uh, And they want to kind of help us get through this cha- these challenging times. And there are some here that there are some low-level contacts that are here for their own agendas, but they're far and few between compared to the higher beings. And I think the more we initiate and, and ask for help and focus on the world we want to create, the more we're going to draw these other higher beings in to assist us and turn this planet around.
3: I have to ask you this, James. If there was a time in the future where a nuclear exchange was going to happen, do you think that we would get the uh, intervention? It won't,
2: it won't happen. <laughs> they, do you, do you they won't you think allow that, it. It, do you... it affects too many other realms. It's not just our civilization, mm-hmm. but it affects other civilizations and other realms as well.
3: Divine intervention is what I was looking for. Do you think? Yeah, that... they
2: they definitely won't allow that. They made it very clear that you know we can go so far with our with our war games and our and our aggressions and our, our you know scams is what they mm-hmm. really are. You know, money scams. But sure. they said they'll let us go so far with those, but there's a limit. And and when they start affecting too many innocent people, they'll step in. And I think they're already starting to step in, but we're just not—you know—they're not showing up physically with their craft and and participating in the wars. That's not the way they do things. They work on more of a of a consciousness level, and they work with establishing a higher grid around the earth and tearing down the old program, the old grid.
3: Out with the old, in with the new.
2: Exactly. They're they're very good at working with consciousness and energy and setting things into motion and, and establishing patterns and then and then allowing that to unfold
3: where do you think or what do you anticipate our next our next uh, level of evol- uh, evolution will be
2: well I what I see is that the earth is going to go through a major house cleaning mm-hmm. and it's just not physical house cleaning it's going to happen on every level it's going to be you know, mental, emotional, spiritual, every level is going to go through a major cleaning. And and when we get to a certain level, I think we're going to take a quantum leap in consciousness, and then we're going to open up to, you know, the other dimensions, some of the fourth, fifth dimensional experiences. And, and after that, when we get our heads on right, then we'll be given the technologies that can totally, uh, you know, restore the planet, end disease. All of these things are... Some of them are on the planet right now, but we have forces out there that have have pretty much killed the inventors, you know, or the people that have brought this information in. But uh, we have to do something to eliminate this other force. I call it tyranny, and it has a consciousness. And actually it is being, in a way, targeted. I don't want to say targeted, but the higher consciousness and energy... And the old grid on which which they operate is being torn down, so their world is coming to a close and it's folding in on itself, and and you know the new world is coming behind it.
3: Sounds a lot like something that we'd see in a Star Trek movie. (laughs)
2: Yeah, pretty much. You know what's interesting is the the good guys you probably aren't going to see unless you rise to the occasion. You know you'll see Mm -hmm. you'll see the outcome of the work that they're doing, but you won't. They
3: like working so. behind the scenes,
2: exactly. And, and you don't really see them unless you you've earned it in a way. But recently, they are showing their ships a lot more, and, and you know, just in San Diego, their their fleets are starting to fly over San Diego. And really, they're all over Mexico. It, it's unbelievably. There's hundreds and hundreds of ships flying over Mexico. And
3: Who'd ever think that aliens from another world like Mexican food? I wonder if there's a Taco Bell somewhere out there in the universe besides here on Well, there's
2: a lot of temples there. There's a lot of ancient pyramids and, and, uh, you know, some pretty amazing... Let's talk
3: about this when we come back, James. Uh, James Gelliland is our very special guest. His website is www.eceti.org. James and I will be back on the other side of this break as the Exxon continues live and around the world and even in outer space on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away.
1: It's bad enough if you suffer asthma. But as a parent, the agony of watching your child struggling for breath must be agony beyond measure. What if there was a natural, effective, drug-free answer to asthma? You'd want to know, wouldn't you? Well, I've been reading up on a little-known clinical trial at a major hospital that suggests you can be rid of asthma, asthma symptoms, and sinus allergy symptoms to breathe easily, calmly, and in a more natural, relaxed way. It's guaranteed, or you get your money back, and you've got 90 days to decide. Look it up for yourself online at healthstarproducts.com, H-E-A-L-T-H, healthstarproducts.com. You've got 90 days to decide if this program works for you. If it doesn't, you get your money back. Go to www.healthstarproducts.com.
3: Don't forget, Exxon Nation, that uh, the Exxon uh, Book Club is starting up soon. And the first book in the uh, club selection is going to be Color Me Butterfly by L.Y. Marlowe. If you'd like to get your copy of Color Me Butterfly, it's available on Amazon.com and at all major bookstores. And um, L.Y. Marlowe's website is www.colormebutterfly.com. If you'd like to become a member of the zone Book Club, visit www.exxon.com. Bookclub.net. James Gilliland is our special guest, www.ecti.org. First of all, James, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Great having you back here on the Exona. And to you and yours, a happy new year. Oh, thank you. Back at you. Okay, now, uh, I I have to ask you this. Since you and I last talked, has has, has anyone within NASA said, all right, guys, you're right, you know, there are UFOs, there are... Uh, E.T. E- 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 is visiting this planet, or, or is NASA still taking the old stand that, nope?
2: You know, we've had NASA here, actually. They've they've come here, and they have their own group that they send out wherever there's UFO hotspots to mm-hmm. investigate, and but they're not going to share it, you know, unfortunately. But I think it's time. A lot of the people in NASA, I mean, there are some really good people in NASA. Yes, there are. Then they have you know NSA which covers everything. You can anything concerning UFOs won't be released. It has to go through them. Mm-hmm. But there's people inside NASA that are leaking all this information, and they they have incredible footage of UFOs and you name it. Everything we've sent up has been watched, and uh, you know it's been trailed by UFOs. So you know they're very aware of it. The footage is there, and a lot of it's being leaked out. Uh, there's stuff on the moon. You know there's they found crashes on the moon and all kinds of archaeology there
3: i have to ask you this when do you think given your best guesstimate that undeniable evidence will be made on a global basis that these ufos are real
2: well it's hard to say undeniable evidence because there are those that no matter what you do they they'll deny it you know even if they show Ships appear right in front of their face, they'll still go into denial. Mm-hmm. So I think the masses right now, a very high percentage of people believe in UFOs. I, I even saw a Times CNN report a, report a while ago that was had like an 86% uh, report, people saying they do believe in UFOs and there is a government cover-up. So I think the cover-up is a total failure. They might as well just give it up. But uh, the, the sightings are going to increase. And, uh, you know, after Fife Simonton, you know, the governor of, uh, of Arizona came forward and talked about what he really saw and that they were off-world craft. There were nothing he's ever seen. Uh, you know, these other people are all starting to come forward now, mm-hmm. and it, it's just a matter of time. But the real disclosure is going to come from the skies. Pretty soon there's going to be so many ships in the skies because of the upcoming earth changes that they're here to assist us with. It, it's going to be undeniable. and. Definitely before 2012, but I would say more like in the next uh, six months or so, You're going to there's just going to be some major events happening where people are going to be seeing these ships.
3: James, we've run out of time tonight. We'll have you back on in six months so that we can uh, discuss what's happening in the skies overhead. How does that sound? Sounds great. James, take care of yourself, my friend. Thanks very much for joining us and uh, continued success.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me on.
3: Take care, James. James Gilliland, www.eceti.org. When we come back from the news at the top of the hour, open mic with yours truly, Rob McConnell, and my producer, the one and only Superman. We're going to be asking you, the XO Nation, if there are so many new researchers out there investigating ghosts, hauntings, UFOs, alien abductions, uh, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, whatever, how come nobody's brought back any proof yet? The numbers are increasing and the evidence is decreasing. We'll be asking you this question on the other side of the news right here.